Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There are four boxes to be used in the defense of liberty. Soap, ballot, jury, ammo. They are to be used in that order. Since the killing of George Floyd in late May 2020, Americans have used the soapbox demanding reform and change in their relationship with law enforcement. The next box to be used as November approaches is the ballot box. And today on Reconsider, we will be talking about that ballot box, but in a way you might not expect. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Reconsider, where we don't do the thinking for you, part, of course, of the Agora Podcast Network. As Eric alluded to in the intro, we're going to be talking about the ballot box today, but a ballot box that you don't generally spend a lot of time thinking about. As we draw closer to November, everyone has on their minds the presidential election, and maybe some folks are focusing on uh, congressional elections as well, but there's a lot more than that going on. For example, sheriff elections. I, you know, some folks don't even know that sheriff elections exist, but it turns out that sheriffs are elected in most counties in the country. Uh, there are over 2,000 sheriff elections, and it is a direct way to engage with one aspect of managing law enforcement, uh, how, how we manage law enforcement. So buckle up. We have a lot of cool things to talk about this episode, including a tool made by Reconsider that will help you find out your own sheriff election. So stay tuned. Let's get into it. Yeah, so we've actually talked in the past. This is back in 2016, back at a very different age in the world, about electing judges and the fact that most people don't know that often their judges are elected, right? And so as part of the broader conversation around law enforcement and the justice system and making sure that liberty and justice for all Americans are guaranteed. Um, you know, we're going to point you back in the show notes of this episode to that episode. But today we're going to be talking about electing sheriffs, how you can do it, why, what it means, why it's important. And if you're hearing about it from us for the first time, why is that? And so let's start maybe, Xander, why are sheriffs elected? It's a long, complicated history going back to like medieval England. And I'm not going to get into all the detail, but the idea is Tragic. that was that? Tragic. <laughs> we need to call David Crowther and get him involved. That would actually be actually, a great yeah. show for him. Um, David, if you're listening, yeah. postcard to reconsider. San Mateo. 
boom, boom. And the idea was people should have a say in electing and deciding who enforces the law in their own community. And it kind of came from there so that when all these different patchwork counties in the United States were founded as the United States itself was being founded and growing, that aspect of law enforcement, the sheriff, the county sheriff being elected, remained intact. It carried over to North America. So today, over 2,000 sheriffs are elected across the U.S. because there are over 2,000 counties where sheriffs are elected. And if you notice me using very specific language, it's because each county is really different. So in some places, they don't elect sheriffs. In some places, in most places, they do. But what exactly the sheriff is able to do and the rule set up governing its interaction with other bodies of government for that particular county vary substantially across the country. Yeah. And so what this means is that unlike a national election, such as, you know, the president, we're just getting carpet bombed with information and misinformation about these folks. And unlike presidential or senatorial elections where your civics classes, hopefully, in middle and high school taught you about how their job works, kind of what the rules are, what they're responsible for, what their powers are. Actually, most Americans, including me, frankly, know very little about what are the powers of the sheriff in my county? What is their mandate? What does their team look like? You know, who works for them? What's their budget? And What is their platform? What do they stand for? How do they want to run their department? Most of us know very, very little about this. But 2020 is, as much as it is a crisis in many ways, some of those crises are opportunities. And today is an opportunity, or this year is an opportunity for us to use the energy that we've developed in reaction to much of what we've seen over the spring and the summer happen to our fellow citizens. And the protests in response to that, we can use that energy for good. We can put more attention than ever before into scrutinizing who is going to be our sheriff. What do they stand for? What's their platform? What's their plan? What's their style? What's their attitude? And local elections are one of those great things where we can have a massively outsized impact compared to national elections. Now, something you might not even be aware of with your own sheriff is what are they responsible for? What latitudes do they have in their position? And as I mentioned earlier, what's the nature of the sheriff office in relation to other levers of local government? Now, it turns out the sheriff office actually has quite a a broad array of, let's see, how do I put this? They they can interpret the law in a very in very different ways. They have broad latitude in deciding how they want to enforce the law. Um, mm. Sorry, enforce the law, not interpret the law. There's this one example. Right. Let's see, I have it right here. It was, yeah, it, it in 2004, Sheriff Morris Young of Gadsden County, Florida. What he was elected and has actually since since then been advising the sheriff department to do things like not arrest someone if they're found with a personal use of personal amount of crack cocaine on their pocket. Instead of making an arrest, he suggested that they put it, the crack cocaine on the ground and just mush it up, just crush it with their feet and move on. And the idea here is 
depending on how you think the county sheriff has acted in the last couple of years, maybe you aren't happy with that. Maybe you aren't happy with how they're enforcing the law. And because in the case of sheriffs, you have this direct electoral lever, you can actually have a more immediate say. Whereas with police chiefs, for example, they are appointed by city council members and other types of local officials. Now, so sheriffs can can decide how they want to enforce the law. How do you even go how do we even go about deciding what characteristics we want to see in the sheriff? Well, there are a number of great resources that we'll link to in the show notes and one of them is from The Appeal and I'm I'm lifting this line from one of those articles by an author named Jessica Pishko, who writes a lot about sheriff elections. And she writes, you know, we should look at the sheriffs as if we were to question the police department. So, for example, how systematically do they make arrests? How aggressively do they enforce lower level infractions that do not need to be criminalized? In what situations are officers instructed to use force? All of that applies to sheriff offices, sheriff's offices, as well as police offices. So if we imagine many of the problems that or many of the terrible incidents that we've seen over the spring and the summer, and of course, in years past, just with more attention now, you can imagine that there's a lot of opportunity to make immediate change to how police are interacting with the citizens of their jurisdiction, black and otherwise, and that much of the broad change that people are looking for, some progress can be made simply by changing how the police behave and what the policies are for the police in your jurisdiction. And so it begs the question, if this is such a straightforward and direct way of making a difference, right, and, and a, such a clear way of a population of citizens in a democracy to affect very meaningful policy that this year we care about very deeply, why isn't it being talked about, right? Well, there's a couple, you know, obvious reasons. One of them is that talking about sheriffs isn't something that interests national media, right? With some exceptions, right, you have that kind of, you have sorts of educational or investigative media that are really meant to inform. But the kind of media that, you know, is kind of bickering over Trump's latest scandal or, you know, or trying to cover the national election and look for sound bites and get clicks. These guys don't care about local elections. They're two, you know, one, they're just not sexy and scandalous. They're too myriad. They're too, you know, everything is too different. And there's, you know, and so like national coverage of sheriff elections in general is something that's just not going to get a lot of eyeballs and excitement. It doesn't get people angry. And so it doesn't make money. But the other reason is, if you think about our to sort of like our national politicians and like political leaders and leaders of, you know, even advocacy groups that are getting a lot of money right now, whether on the left or the right, what do they want? They want hardcore tribalism. They want anger. They want fear. Fear drives money. Fear drives support. A lot of these organizations want to continue to persist. And in particular, as the national election is happening, that anger and fear, as we know from Wedged, is a big driver of turnout in November. And so to a large extent, nobody wants to tell you, hey, look, you can go solve this problem on your own. You don't need us, right? The people running for Congress and Senate and president aren't going to tell you, right, you can actually solve this at your local level. Just go, you know, like get your sheriff to like 
have a round table with the town and tell them about what their plans are for the next four years or something. That's antithetical to what they need. What they need is to get elected. And so they're going to ignore all the stuff that doesn't get them elected. So you're not going to conventionally hear about this. And there's a very good reason for it, because the incentives for national media and national politicians are to ignore local issues as much as possible and make sure that you feel like when you go to the ballot box in November, that not only is this issue not resolved, but that only they can resolve it for you. And so we have to you know, sort of ask ourselves the question, how do we break out of that? How do we break out of a national only focus or a you know, war fighting partisan focus? And one of the ways to do that, you know, sort of as an aside, is to read the local newspaper, right? And like local newspapers have websites. And how many of us subscribe to the local news, right? Our town or our county's news? Look, for a long time, I didn't either. So while nationally, so much of the conversation has devolved to simple catchphrases like defund the police or back the blue or who are you going to call when the bad people come out? This was from an actual video that I watched line word for word. We're, we're, we're not having particularly nuanced conversations about how to go about achieving those goals, right? And predictably, all of those conversations get boiled down to those sound bites, into the three or four words that can be repeated by mass media and rile people up. Because, of course, there is nuance to the idea of limiting funds to one government agency or another. And so as much as a lot of these, you know, as much as, you know, right now people are angry and afraid, right? There's there's fear of the police or there's fear of losing the police. There's anger at the police. There's anger at the people who don't like police. And if let's say you're part of the defund the police camp, well, let's imagine the, of the thousands of counties in the United States, does is it appropriate to defund, maybe even defund by a similar amount, the police departments of every single county or the sheriff's departments of every single county? Could there be, could we imagine that there is one county in all of the United States where maybe the right thing is to have more police, right? Well, if that's the case, then defund the police may or may not be a policy that applies to your county. And then same thing, let's say you're, uh, you know, big on back the blue, right? If you listen to your, um, you know, to the sheriffs that are running for office in your county, are all of them saying universally, hey, I need more cops. I want to put more bad guys in jail. Or some of them saying, as I know some of them are, hey, you know what? Look, my police force is not fit, is not trained to deal with 40% of the calls we get, right? We don't have anyone else helping us. Every time people call 911, whether it's like someone is overdosing or, you know, there's just a drunk guy on the street or someone is just homeless and people don't want him around. Everyone sends us and it's not our job. And so we're not able to focus on investigating real crimes. And you know what? We actually want some funding to go to social services. We want some funding to go to homeless shelters, to go to, you know, uh, agencies that can help with drug overdoses and, and drug addiction. Right? We don't want to be responsible for this stuff. We want to keep our citizens safe from violence and property crime. That's what we want to be doing, but we're so distracted by all this other stuff. Hey, can we please actually get some support from other agencies here? And if we pay attention to the local level, rather than defund the police or back the blue, 
we're going to see this nuance come out. We're going to see real people, real individuals engaged on the front lines who you may disagree with, but have experience in your county and know a lot about what's going on with law enforcement and safety and enforcing the police or the peace in your county in a way that has that is so much more relevant to you than these big you know, then these big three or four line catchphrases that get people really amped up do. And so as much as we've learned from the, you know, first, you know, kind of protests and then quote unquote debate and now, you know, devolved shrieking that's become, let's take what we've learned from that and let's apply it as well as we can to where we have the most impact. And what's nice about focusing on local elections, such as sheriff elections, is you can bring the conversation from this hyper-partisan rhetoric to something that I think a lot of Americans can find some shared values on. For example, we all kind of believe in the idea of participating in, in a democratic election, right? And most American, Americans can get behind the idea that if you don't like who's representing you, we should have the right to throw the bum out, right? <laughs> It's a very American idea. Out, yeah. Throw them out. It is so American. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what's neat about sheriff elections is we really have the opportunity to make a direct electoral impact on, you know, the policies that are going to be um, affecting us closely in the next couple of years because it's our own local community. So we've kind of been teasing this entire episode and we kind of teased in the last episode too <laughs> <laughs> about this, about this, this tool that Reconsider has created. And so now we're going to talk about it because it turns out there's not a lot of information about sheriff elections out there. There's some. And if you really want to do the research, you can find you know, information about who's running. But it's hard to just say, go to a website, enter your zip code and immediately find out who your sheriff is, whether they're running and what their website is. Since if only someone built such a thing. If only someone built such a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Reconsider built such a thing. Wow. <laughs> All you need to do is go to reconsidermedia.com slash sheriffs. And that tool is there waiting for you. Currently, it's only live for six states, Ohio, Michigan, Missouri, Georgia, Oregon, and Florida. But we're adding more soon. And in fact, we're taking requests from listeners and readers for prioritizing one state or another. And the next one that I'm going to work on adding to the database is North Carolina. But it's a very simple tool. All it tells you is who your sheriff is, what county he represents, and whether he's being elected. And clearly, it'll take a little bit more effort and research to find out if you support their policies if you're not familiar with the sheriff. But once you know whether or not that's something that you can participate in in November, then you have the power to go do that research and potentially make a really significant impact on the law enforcement, not regulations, but but the policy. Yeah. How, how to implement law enforcement on a local level in your own community. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, so when we, when we released Who Watches the Watchmen, right, which we'll link back to this episode, but hopefully most of you have heard that at this point. If not, go listen to it. One of the things we talk about is, hey, you know, Bust like bust some kneecaps at your local city council or town council about what are they doing about it? How are they changing police policy? How are they releasing you know a new budget that better solves problems at your local level? How are they making sure that you know law enforcement is transparent and accountable about what they're doing such that they can at the same time, and there's no reason both of these can't be true, protect the rights of citizens and keep people safe all at the same time. I know, crazy idea. And so, you know, if, you, if you've been a longtime listener of Reconsider, talked about electing judges, again, similar thing. These guys are very much involved in the, in the big criminal justice complex, right? That, that like it exactly how it is now or... Very possibly there might be anything at all you'd want to change about it, right? But but this whole system of how we deal with crime and punishment, reform, etc. Judges, many of them get elected. Your city council, right? If they have a city police force, they decide, you know, they appoint the police chief. They decide what the budget is. Your local sheriff for the sheriff's department decides exactly how they are going to enforce the law and what the rules of engagement are. And so what does this mean? It means that, and, and what it means is that, look, if you pay attention at all, like at all, and you get a few people that are friends of yours that are local to pay attention at all, to make a couple calls, send a few letters, share a few things on Facebook or Twitter, right? And like at the sheriff and say, what are you doing about this? Right? Any attention at all at this local level is so outsized compared to what any of these folks are used to, right? I've gotten involved in local elections. I've been a a campaign advisor for local elections. There's almost nothing going on in terms of really mass participation. You have like a few old people that show up, you know, and and nothing wrong with old people, but, you know, they're retired. They've got the time. So you've got like, you've got pensioners that, that show up to town council meetings, right? And some of them are great. And some of them are probably really annoying. And, you know, but it's the same 40 people every single time. And then you've got a few folks that have some typically some like moneyed interests. Right. So people who like might own a big business in town or something like that. And, you know, and and they have a very concentrated interest in how certain regulations go. But the idea of even a small amount of mass action and attention demanding, I want to know what you're doing about this. And by the way, so do my friends. And by the way, we're going to tell everyone we know is going to revolutionize local elections for many of these counties and many of these towns, whether it's your judge, your city council, or town council, or in this case, and again, the hardest to find until you know, Xander primarily built this tool, your sheriff's elections. You may feel right now, and I guess this is our reconsider moment, in in like all the chaos and, and terribleness that is 2020, hopefully that's not a controversial statement, but 
in all of the terribleness that is 2020 and just the the stakes that people feel about the presidential election. I think uh, I think it's pretty clear, like the stakes feel higher than they've ever felt before. You feel like a very small fish in a very big sea and that you're just buffeted by, you know, the weather and the winds. Right. And then you're just, you know, along for the ride. And maybe you can call a few people, knock in a few doors, but you're not going to change things at your local level. You're going to change things. It's you. Right. Like it's, you know, if you've seen that dumb Terminator movie from the future, uh, one of the bad ones, you know, but but um, John. Oh, my gosh. I even forget his last name. Ugh, how embarrassing. Anyway, he says, if you're listening to this, you are the resistance. Right. So, like, look, everyone listening here that lives in the United States. Sorry, foreign folks, but or overseas folks. But but if you're listening to this, like, just do it. Go to the, you know, go to the tool. And if if we don't have it yet, like, give us a hard time. We'll try to do it. Write your sheriff. Write your town council. Write your judge. Learn, like, look at their website. Publicize their platform. Pressure them. Use the democratic process, right? Use your soapbox and then use your ballot box and get your friends to do the same. You can change your county and your town. And if you really kick butt at it, your town or your county can become a case study and a model for the rest of the country, right? I mean, just like, you know, if we're getting crazy here, you know, elect someone who's a big reformer with, with revolutionary ideas about how to have an incredible, you know, a really powerful relationship between the police and the people. And, you know, look at this. Oh, my gosh. Crime's going down and, and the prison population is going down and people feel safer than they have before. Well, guess what? Then go get NPR to interview your sheriff. Right. You know, and 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 like spread the word to the world. But you can take action now rather than just making noise on Facebook. And oh, my gosh, wouldn't that be nice for once? There's two months left until the election, and then it'll be time to exercise the ballot box. So what are you going to do in the interim? Well, for starters, use the Reconsider Sheriff Election Lookup as one of many tools. We're not the only tool out there to find information on elections, but we're one that's making a little bit easier for sheriff elections. You can just go to our website, reconsidermedia.com, and there is a button that says sheriffs right up next to articles and podcasts and about us. Directly, you can just go to reconsidermedia.com. Directly, you can just go to reconsidermedia.com slash sheriffs and enter your zip code now. We'll be, we'll be entering more states as we get closer to November, but we hope this helps in your research process for getting ready for the elections in a couple of months. Let us know what you think. We're always open to feedback. This is the first time we've We've launched a tool like this that's really interactive, so we would appreciate hearing what you all think about it. But otherwise, is it time for the outro? I guess it is. It's time. It's time. Otherwise, remember, dear considerates, don't let the pundits do the thinking for you. Pause and reconsider. This is Xander signing off. And this is Eric signing off. Go vote. Go vote. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.